sure. She is strong. She is true. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. She is sure. She is strong. She is true. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. Welcome to the Word of Mom Media Network and Word of Mom Radio. She is you, and she is me, and she is all of us. Hello, and welcome to Viva Moms After Dark. Daddy, the guru, where are you right now? Are you driving? No, I'm not driving. Stephanie is a trooper. She has trust issues, and I'm, like, all for it. I'm cheering her on. You can do this. <laughs> I mean, you are not traveling, though. We left. You're yeah, traveling. We left what state are you in? Where are you in right now? North North Carolina. We left Tampa at 1 p.m. And we crossed over into North Carolina like 10 minutes ago. And our estimated time to arrive in Shelton is 7.20 in the morning. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, she's good. I love that you came up with the song thing. Thank you for that chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) welcome everyone welcome it is the second week the second friday of the month and this is the badass buddha and my beautiful fabulous co-host gladiator guru speaking tonight with some fabulous guests as usual so um and yes gladiator guru is on her way to shelton she is coming to Connecticut, folks. She's going to be here for a while, so we definitely have to get our fill of her, right? You got your commitment. Yes, yes, this, this, this makes magic. It's get our businesses up and running. That's why I'm coming over here. That's why I'm going uh, over there. You know, anytime people talk about home, it's always Connecticut for me, so it doesn't matter where I'm at. Yeah. And God bless your heart to drive an all night long. Oh, man, I remember I used to do those. When I used to live, well, when I lived in Florida, I lived in Sarasota, and then, but when I lived in South Carolina, because that's where I lived the longest, uh, I can't do those trips overnight anymore, like those straight-through trips. Forget that, man. No way. I'm good. I think the yeah. most I did was was four hours, no, I'm sorry, seven hours when I was doing my trip across country, and that was it. That was as much as I could do, and I was like, good enough, I'm stopping. <laughs> no more. Yeah, I've made this ride quite a bit of time. I've done it solo twice. Um, And, yeah, it's not my favorite. And this is the first time I'm actually driving with my niece. So I I told her we'll drive tank to tank, you know. That's a good five hours, tank to tank. And she's like, okay. And she hasn't let go of the steering wheel. And bless her heart, I'm loving her every mile that we pass a bit more she she must really think you're a shitty she must she must really think you're a shitty driver but i think she has control issues and i'm okay with that and then she's like well it's nothing about your driving it's just i said listen i'm not the person i used to be i'm not gonna convince you otherwise do you if that's what makes you happy who am i to intercede in that Oh, my God. You said it's it's not about your driving. It's like that speech when you say to somebody, it's not you, it's, it's not you, it's me, it's me. but really it's you. 
Right. So it is your driving. You suck. That's what it is. <laughs> she just, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I am so okay with it because she doesn't want to drive, actually, through New Jersey, New York, and all that. So I'm like, oh, that's a piece of cake for me, so... Yeah, I don't blame that. So Nobody okay. wants to drive through there. We just like to forget that spot when, like, if we could just ignore Because I'm assuming, are you guys on 95 or are you coming up more? We're uh, 95. In, at, we're no, okay, yeah. We're so, on 95. So you're, so you're going to come up over the George Washington Bridge, which just is. Oh, don't do bleh. it. I, I have to jump in. I have to jump in as the cross-country chick here that drives all over the place, and I'm driving down to Florida Feb- November 1st. And flying back on the 5th. So don't do it. Don't come down 95. First of all, the cost, where are you right now, drive-wise? We are at 95 in North Carolina. Okay, so what you can do is right where you are, look it up. It's Route 20. You're going to take 20, and I believe it's 20 west. You're going to be going west before you get to 77, and then you're going to take 77 north to 81. And oh, my God. So, yeah, you, you go can to go West Virginia. It is so yep. beautiful. It, it is. will add, and then you'll go down through Allentown, Pennsylvania, and over the Tappan Zee yeah. Bridge. So yes. instead of spending, yep. like, $65 in tolls, you'll be spending <laughs> 7 You'll add 25 minutes to your drive, but you will be driving through just 65-mile-an-hour roads, but just really beautiful roads. Yeah, that's so, where now. So you said go to 20 and then to 77. Yeah, GPS it. GPS it. You want to go to Charlotte, North Carolina. And Okay. okay. And see where it takes you. Because if you haven't, I'm geographically impaired. So I don't know if you are before. I am. Oh, totally. Um, you know, so I, I don't know where you are on your drive. But wherever you are on your drive, it will be easy for you to cut over somewhere and to read up, meet up, meet up with a 77. You want to do it. Just, and again, toll-wise. It insults my intelligence for me yeah, myself. Yeah, sixty-five dollars in tolls is it's a insane. lot of money. It's insane. Oh my insane. god, the George Washington Bridge. The George Washington Bridge is ridiculous. Yeah. It, and it, the Whitestone Bridge went up as well when you're crossing into the. Well, they, like all, they all went up. They, they all went up. But the the George Washington Bridge is so, the most expensive because it's um it's shared by. New Jersey and New York, so they they charge. They have to both get their cut, so it's it's yeah. awful. And and there's always traffic. It seems like no matter what, <laughs> even in the middle of the night, you know. Well, it's yeah, and now. I hate bridges. Now, now, Dory, going yes. this other route, does it take you under that bridge that's underground? No, no. you're not doing no, the no, Chesapeake no. Bay okay. Bridge. Right. No. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no, that's, that's 95. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's the, not... the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, I think it connects. 
Oh, my gosh. I've driven my kids. It was my kids' favorite because we used to go to Virginia Beach, and I would drive at night with them. I'd put them in their car seats. We'd drive at night, and we would do the Chesapeake Bay Bridge in the morning when they woke up. They loved it. Me, myself, I was scared to death. <laughs> but never let them know. Yeah, but that's all <laughs> yeah, 95. Right. That's, that's all. Yeah, the, you could either do the tunnel or the bridge. And then that also puts you over to Washington, D.C. when you stay on 95. But when you, in fact, when you go to Tampa, you could just stay inland. You can go up 85, and then once you get on 80, once you get into um, South Carolina, and then you can cross over into, uh, and just keep going straight up, it, mm-hmm. then it switches. Oh, okay. That's or North Carolina. You catch, you catch 77 in North Carolina, I think, right? Right. Something like that. Yeah, we're in, we're in the beginning of North Carolina. Right. So, yeah, she's looking it up. Yeah, you um, might be right at the perfect but, spot. Yeah, because, it, yeah, it, it doesn't matter when you enter the city um, what time it is. It's always vibrant. It, there's always traffic. There's always people out. So, yeah. Yeah, but that toll is it's uh that's expensive. That's my water bill. <laughs> oh my god. Well so tonight's conversation we have some great guests on this evening. Um so Gladiator Guru's traveling. I'm in my car as well because I'm waiting on my kid to get out of work. And uh so we're both in cars, but I won't be that long. I just have to uh wait for her and then go home. Um, but our guests tonight are going to be fabulous. We're going to have two guests on tonight. So we're going to have Dr. Melissa Bellazon. Um, the, um, she is the pharmacist. Let me see. Hold on. Let me get this straight. Hold on a second. Because um, I, I like to say it. It sounds so cool to be able to say it. But I can't seem to get back to. There we go. Okay. She is a concierge pharmacist. Doesn't that sound cool? Concierge pharmacist. Um, and she's going to be talking to us about East-West medicine. And Dr. Melissa is really cool. I'm in a, a, a business um, group with her, and she's uh, – talk about knowing her shit, man, let me tell you. And um, she – but the, the cool part about it is not only does she know Eastern – I'm sorry, Western medicine and, pharm, you know, pharmacology, but she also has advanced studies in Eastern medicine and supplementations, you know, and – you know, the the big question is, who are you going to go question on your medication? Like, if you want to know, well, you ain't going to call the chiropractor. You ain't going to call me because we don't know shit about medicine. We don't study it at all, not even a little bit. But people are shocked to know that medical doctors get very little uh, pharmaceutical education in med school. And so if you have a question about your, your meds, you, you go to the pharmacist. That's who you go to. So Dr. Melissa is going to come on um, on the, the beginning of the uh, t- about 10:20, so pretty soon. Um, and then our second guest is Jennifer Dragonette Jacobson. She is the host of Feed Your Body with Love podcast. She's a business confidence coach, um, and she is she's going to be talking about being self. She's going to be talking about. Um, self-love and authenticity, and she's just, uh, if you saw her picture in the ad, she's just 
a very cool, happy chick, and um, you know, and and we we need to be reminded about that. You know, we need to we need to take care of ourselves and be who we are meant to be, um, and we need to take care of ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, and so I think tonight's conversation with both uh, beautiful women are going to be it's going to be powerful. No, what do you think? Talking to myself. No, I think, yes, that's absolutely correct. I love both the titles. I love Melissa's, what she's going to talk about. And it, the, the, the sad truth is that most of the medical fields are not aware. Nurses are more familiar with the pharmaceutical side of things than actual doctors. And I heard this from a doctor. Um, and then, yeah, the, you know, we do. We got to be happy. and We got to fill the holes within us in every part, but mind, body, spirit, and soul with happiness from within because it's in us. It's in us. We just got to inquire. We just got to do a little, a little, you know, purging here and there and, and release the soul from all the burdens we placed on it with the thoughts and with the emotions and those pleading emotions. And then by not feeding our spirit correctly, that's all weighing down on the soul. Absolutely, I can't wait to hear it. And uh, before we got on, we were talking with our producer, Dory, and Dory was mentioning about the event that's coming up this month, October 29th, which actually, Dory, is not our event. Well, it's partially a Gladiator Guru's event, but it's Ousa Tu Corona, um, which uh, Gladiator Guru is a part of. Um, It's uh, Francia Rodriguez, Rihanna, and um, Lillian Maldonado. And it is in Stratford, and you can get tickets for Austa Tu Corona uh, on AustaTuCorona.com. And it's worth it because this is a night of empowerment for women. It's 5 to 10 p.m. It's um, $75 a ticket, but it's getting you a phenomenal evening with speakers. It's dinner. It's just uh, it's, it's dancing, and it's just uh, it's so much fun. And so definitely, definitely um, put this on your list to do and, uh, and join us because Gladiator Guru and I will be there. We're going to have a booth. We're going to be broadcasting live uh, in burst. And whoever's there that wants to come on live with us will come right on and sit down with us. So um, hopefully Dory's going to go. Um, we'd love to have a nice little table of some of the tribe, the Viva tribe, would be fabulous to have. Um, so just to get more information on that, just go on to austatucorona.com. And if you don't know how to spell that, A-J-U-S-T-A-T-U-C-O-R-O-N-A.com. So there we go. There was a plug for that. So um, anything else, Gladys, you, you want to say about that? Yeah. No, and in English, it translates into adjust your crown which goes yes. to what you were talking about. The second speaker, it's about, it doesn't matter what what's your financial status. It doesn't matter how many um, certificates of grad, graduates that you've completed, college, you know, the, all the alphabets after your name. That doesn't matter. What matters is that you value yourself enough that no matter what shit you're going through and your crown starts to slide to the side, you lift that head, you square those shoulders, and you center that crown where it belongs. That's what this That's is right, about. That's right, man. That's right. And and we do it to each other. That's the whole point, too, is to, you know, when 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 we fall, when when queens, we, we fall, 
we also need to help pick each other up, and, and that's what it's for. You know, that's, that's what Viva is all about, and we make sure that we are always supporting women's organizations that are going to be um, mindful about that and, and boosting. You know, no more of this co- competition. We all have a place. We all have – there's a, a plenty to go around. The abundance is enormous. And so we can never learn enough. We can never do enough. We can never um, help each other enough because when you help one person, they'll, somebody will turn around and help you. So it's, it's going to be fun, you know, and, and so if you get a chance, definitely check it out. We'd, uh, we'd love to have you there. It would be so, so special to really get, a, especially a Viva group there. It would be so cool to have like a whole table of just Viva tribe members. So, um, and then if, if you need more information, you can always just reach out to us on um, message us on Facebook or something is fine as well. So um, I'm not checking my Facebook messenger here, but I bet that Dory probably <laughs> she's always sending me messages through that. Yeah, she's like, um, okay, so Melissa's in the studio. Okay, so so we're gonna get Dr. Melissa up, and um, I'm gonna have tonight. I'm gonna have everybody read, you know, kind of tell a little bit about them themselves. What do you think, Gladiator Guru? Because I didn't actually have. I'm I'm in the car. <laughs> So I don't actually have anybody's bio sitting with me right at this moment, but um, I think I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And uh, we can probably start already, right? We could start a little bit early with Dr. Melissa. What do you think, Gladiator Guru? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So go ahead, uh, Dory, bring Dr. Melissa on, and we will have uh, – we'll start a conversation with her. So you in the house, Dr. Melissa? I am. Good evening, ladies. Hey, Dr. Melissa in the house. We're so happy you're here. And this is so nice because she's, uh, you're what, two uh, two hours behind us, right? Yes. Yes, yes I am. In Colorado. Yes, so this one's mm-hmm. easier. This, this one's easier to do than the morning show, although she will be in the morning show as well. She's going to be on the Tuesday, uh, this Tuesday coming up too, which is fabulous. So, Dr. Melissa, this is Gladiator Guru, and uh, and uh, you've already met Dory, our producer. So why don't you tell the tribe a little bit about yourself and what you do, and we'll get this potty started. Sure. Well, I am um, Dr. Melissa Balisan. I have 26 years' experience as a pharmacist, and I use my knowledge fervently to help people with both their Eastern and Western medicine because it's time that we don't just rely on a pill for every ill. It's time to actually ditch the pills, or is it time to ditch the pills? And so I am an author, speaker, advocate for women's health, and I love to educate. I love to empower women and I want everybody to be able to live the life that they can now because they only get one body. Fabulous, fabulous. How bad? How bad is it in the in the world? I mean, how how bad as a pharmacist? How how bad are we on medications? Like, what what's that looking like? Oh, it's terrible. Uh, 4.5 billion prescriptions were filled in the United States last year. That's just in the U.S. The average American takes about 13 pills. Now, that does include their uh, supplements. 
And 66% of us actually take supplements, which supplements are good. That's part of the Eastern side. But the people that are over, especially over 50 years old, most of them are on, are taking 10 prescription medications plus six to seven supplements. So it's pretty bad. It's, um, it, it's very detrimental that we think that we can just take it and it'll help things when actually we're just treating the symptoms, we're putting Band-Aids on things, and catastrophic things can happen later on. Yes, and uh, I know this because my dad, my, da- my dad's 80, he's going to be 88. He's, been, he's on, I believe, nine pills. That's what he takes. Um, and a couple of them, this was years ago, I found out, or at least one of them, he was taking because of the side effect that the other pill was giving him. So he was taking one of his heart blood, heart, uh, hypertension medications was causing acid reflux. So he was taking acid reflux medication because of the symptom from the other medication. And that happens quite a bit, that they'll get side effects from medications and then they'll be given other medications um, to offset that, I mean, among other reasons. Plus, the other thing, too, that I noticed is a lot of doctors don't communicate with each other either. They'll prescribe something to the individual and then the other, they go to another doctor and they prescribe, and they don't really notice what the other person's taking. It can conflict, and that's that's part of what you do, right? That's one of the services that you offer, like that. That is correct. Yes, that that happens so many times. We have a world where we have specialty for everything, and so we go to one physician for this and another for that, and, yes, they don't really talk to each other. Um, even if you have uh, an open health, um, what's it called, like a medical record, well, they say that they'll share it. Sometimes they look at it, but sometimes they don't. And then they're often giving you medications that counteract with others. I have had that recently, actually, this last week. I've had several uh, patients I've talked to that their medications are not appropriate. They're interacting because they came from two different physicians. And they didn't go to the same pharmacy to get them filled. So that's that's one thing I would say is is a win is if, if at least you can go to the same pharmacy to get your prescriptions filled, yeah. then that pharmacist is checking all of your medications against all of your physicians. But often we go to Walgreens when it's convenient, CVS when it's convenient, corner drugstore when it's convenient, and then you have medications scattered throughout and nobody's paying attention to what you're taking and then you come to me and we get you off of some things because you're having some side effects you're taking medications that are interacting there's a lot of a lot of things have happened recently actually with a few patients i had one uh a patient just the other day that i want to speak about just because i think it's it's common that and with pain and i know you talk about pain um people are using cbd and cannabis throughout the country. In certain areas, I know it's legal-er than others. So many medications. I just had a client the other day. He was taking six prescription medications that were interacting with his cannabis that he'd started for his back pain, and the physician didn't realize it. So I I called the physician, and we actually um, 
got some medications changed because he was his blood pressure was bottoming out and he was dizzy and lightheaded and there was there was a lot of problems with that. So just uh wanna put a word about that too. Yeah, that's incredible. Um how how many how how much schooling do medical doctors actually have on pharmaceuticals? They get about one semester, which is approximately six hundred. Not very much. Yeah, that's incredible. Because we rely that's what we do is we rely on medical doctors to we assume that they know everything. Uh, and there's nothing, this is not a bashing. We're not bashing the medical doctors. It's just that we assume that they know everything. Where, where do they end up getting a lot of their training from when it comes to the pharmaceutical meds that they prescribe to people? They actually get a lot of the training from the pharmaceutical reps. They come into their office, and those pharmaceutical reps um, most of the time are non-healthcare people. Um, now, at one point in time, some sometimes there was pharmacists who were pharmaceutical reps, but that is very few and far between. Mostly it's a person who's graduated from business school, and now they're, they're, um, they're the rep. They're going in, and they tell the physician about the medication, and they're giving them, they're giving them accurate information, and they're also right there in their face. So when you come in and you have a pain or anxiety, then the physician is more apt to prescribe what medication they just had somebody educate them on, which was a little tiny bit of education. Right. Gladiator Guru, you got any comments on this? I mean, I know you went through a lot of stuff with your mom. Well, yeah, because when we were in Connecticut, my mom was on metformin for many years for her diabetes. And then when I brought her to live with me in Florida in March 2020, um, about three months later, they changed her to gabapentin. And so then when a year later, when she had the seizure and passed away, I was telling her nurse from Connecticut, you know, he asked what were the medications she was on. She was still on her uh, Orbutrin that she took once a day in the morning. Her, um, I don't remember the names. Um, I, I, I'm drawing a blank. But she was on um, the one that was like for schizophrenia to the R. Um, oh, I can't get it. But anyway, he asked why did they change her to gabapentin when that was not wise for an elderly who had dementia. And prior to yep. that, uh, like two years before that, they had put her on Depakote, and she was non-responsive, and we brought her to the hospital for uh, from like 10 days, and then they sent her home. And two days later, she was non-responsive again, and when I took her to another hospital, they told me she was toxic due to, due to the Depakote, and my mom was never the same after that. She couldn't walk. She couldn't balance. She, you know, we had to lift her up, and so she was never able to do anything else for herself after that. That's unfortunate, but that can happen. A lot of medications can become toxic. 
especially in elderly, there's a lot of medications that are not recommended for the elderly that are that could be fine for somebody who's under 60 years old, but because of the way that the body works and the way that the kidneys and the liver function as you get um, older, most of the time those medications can build up a tolerance, they can build up too high of levels, and they can lead to problems just like that where you can't walk, you're dizzy, you're lightheaded. Those are a lot of um, a lot of the side effects that can happen. That's unfortunate for your mom that that happened. Melissa, what is what's the benefit of knowing the east-west background? Like, like, why does that? Why is that so beneficial, especially now? So I think it's so beneficial now because so many people are looking. For alternatives. They're looking for the more holistic route. They're looking for a supplement versus taking uh, Western prescription medication or even over-the-counter medication because they they want to be they want to be more in charge of their own health, number one. And they want to have something that they feel is not as toxic. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that supplements aren't toxic, but that's kind of what people are thinking is that if they go more natural, it's going to be better for them. And most of the time uh, that is that is true that there's alternatives, both Eastern and Western. But having somebody like me that has that background, I can tell you what interacts with your other medications. People don't realize that supplements can actually interact with other medications. They can interact with each other. They can interact with food. They can interact with beverages. They can interact with different things, just like medications can. So it's important to understand what you're taking and have somebody who understands both the eastern side and the western side to know what is appropriate as far as which medications are okay, um, making sure that they're checking those drug interactions, making sure that when you do take a supplement, that you do take a good quality supplement because natural doesn't equal safe. There's a lot of supplements out there that have fillers in them, that have things in them that you read the label and it's it might have that ingredient, it might not. It might have some other things. There's been uh, actually, I don't want to say studies, but they're, they're like case studies. So they've, they've been called in and... Um, supplements have been found contaminated and they've had things in them that they shouldn't have in them. So they've, they've found supplements with hormones in them. They found supplements with steroids in them and, and all kinds of other things. So it's very important that uh, whatever supplements you do take, that it's a good quality supplement that you, that you look to see where it's sourced, look to make sure that they're following the third party testing, that they're actually doing their due diligence and you do your due diligence before you take a certain supplement because it's not regulated like our medications are here. They're regulated by an agency that makes sure that they're safe and effective. They have to prove that in order to be put on the market. I don't know if, hi, this is Dori. I don't know. Hi. Uh, both Margarita and uh, Lori are on the road, so I'm not sure if they got bounced out, so I'm hopping in. 
because oh, I think this is okay. a really important topic. So as soon as they're back online and back in, they'll get in here. Oh, okay. I Lori saying that she's here. She, you are in. I, I'm here. Yeah, I'm okay. here too. Great. Neither one of you are on mute. It was just nobody said anything, so I didn't know if you had gotten bounced off. So no, go ahead. Ask your question, Dory. This is important. Oh no, I, this is different. such an. Imp- I just think it's a very important topic because people don't realize all of the interactions of over-the-counter medication, all the different things that you were talking about. And I, so I, I just think that this is a very, very important thing for people to understand that doctors don't know. They just prescribe stuff because they prescribe it because it's there. And it's the pharmacists that are critical in knowing what's going to work. So I'm, I'm loving this topic. And you're back, so go ahead, continue your conversation. Are you there? So buy supplements. Yes, I'm here. Buy supplements. Like, I gave my mom vitamin D, the chewable one. But other than that, I didn't, like, give her anything different. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I'm not medicinal at all. I'm going to be 53, and praise God, I've never been on any types of medication. If I have a headache, I sleep it off. Um, because That's, growing up, my mom was a prescription junkie. You know, the doctors giving her this for that, her backache. And she was on a thyroid medication for so many years that it caused kidney failure. So growing up seeing that, I'm not medicinal. I'd rather get herbs and make cheese that way. I lather myself up in Vicks because <laughs> Vicks cures it all. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, do. Vicks, Vicks is kind of one of those miracle wonder drugs that's, um, there's pros and cons to Vicks because Vicks can cause some toxicity as well. So you got to be careful with that. Um, but just to mention, so you said, you know, your mom was only on vitamin D and the vitamins also, those are considered supplements. And so those also are ones that you need to make sure you're getting good quality brands of those because you may not be getting the amount that it says on the bottle. Just because it says vitamin D doesn't necessarily mean it's got vitamin D in there. So that's one thing I want. I do like to caution people is that um, most of the time when you buy things at these big box stores and um, they mass produce it, so it's relatively inexpensive, um, but you're probably not getting um, the full value of what it says on the label. So that's just a, that's, that's a helpful information and in that in order to get good quality um, vitamins and supplements, you, you, you ask most of the pharmacists, even what they sell in the store there, most of the time they don't have control over that. It comes from a higher up management and so they wouldn't recommend that for you either. They would recommend a, a, a higher quality brand. So, can you guys hear me now? Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. I yes. can hear now you. We yes. Because okay, because I keep asking and like nobody's responding. I'm like, is, am I off mute? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, yes, the quality really does make a difference, but it is overwhelming though because. Um, because 
that's not regulated as much as pharmaceuticals. Um, you have everybody and their brother saying that they have the best quality. And um, mm-hmm. so do you have any particular recommendations when it comes to supplementation? Um, I don't want to put you on the spot for that, but, like, when, when people are coming up to you and asking, do you re- have certain things that you recommend, companies? I do. I do. Um, one company I really like, they are very good, um, Patient One Nutraceuticals. And um, you have to, well, anybody can log on to that, and then they just, they would have to go, um, it, it's kind of through um through myself as a pharmacist, some physicians have access to that as well. So it's it's um it's a very good company that has vitamins and supplements and you can go on and um find the information for yourself. You would just need to say that you that um you heard it from Dr. Melissa. That way you can go on and you can order it because they don't just sell directly um to the consumer without going through a provider. Um because that's a that's a good quality company. The, the other thing, too, is that, um, and I used to hear this a lot when I was teaching, because I used to teach pathology class, and one of the things that students often would say, like, actually, the one particular person, she worked in a uh, health food store, and she said that she always knew the people that would come in after an episode of Dr. Oz, because they would come in with their list, and they'd, she'd say, okay, you know, what can I help you with? And they'd say, I need this, and they'd, she'd, they'd give her a whole list. And she'd look at that and she'd go, okay, so did you watch this on Dr. Oz? And the people would go, yeah. And she's like, okay, he didn't mean take all of these. He was giving you a list of things. And you can't take all of these together. And I think that's mm-hmm. the part that we get very confused by because we don't, we don't know. And we hear it, oh, this is better for you and blah, blah, blah. So it, it's like taking uh, multiple medicines for like the same thing. And just because it's natural doesn't mean that you have you you can't be you have you still have to be careful with it. You could still overdose. Cyanide's natural. You know what I'm saying? Like like uh, uh, like I, I have the other one in my head and it just lost it. But that that those are natural, you know. But you can't take them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like exactly people have to understand, people have to understand that you you have to it has to be regulated. So. How common is it for people, pharmacists, to be trained like you? How common is that? So it's not hugely common. Um, most pharmacists, um, there's only a few pharmacy schools that actually have courses in supplementation. Most pharmacists um, learn on their own, those that work in, in the behind the counter because they get questions, and so they do educate themselves. And that way they can be versed about, you know, giving you um, information about vitamins and supplements. But as far as uh, in the curriculum, not very many schools require it. So you took it upon yourself to get this extra training. Yeah, I was yeah. Fort- I was fortunate enough. I had a little bit in my schooling, and then um, I took every year, um, upon myself to do extra training um, because I found it, I found every patient or client I would talk to was on a supplement. 
they were taking something. And so I wanted to be able to help them and understand why they were taking something and make sure that it was safe for them, that it wasn't interacting. So, um, yes, I took it upon myself and acquired that knowledge so that I would have the ability to help people, you know, filter through some of the things. And when they when they watch, you know, Dr. Oz and they come and say, well, can I take this, this, and this? And I can go through and say yes, no, and no because of your medications that you're taking. Um, I had a, a I actually have a client earlier today that she was seeing a, um, a naturopathic uh, physician as well as her regular physician and her naturopath had put her on four different herbals and nobody had checked for drug interactions against those herbals. Um, and now in her case, thankfully, there was, she was fine with what she was taking. I did check that out for her. But that's not always the case. Most of the time, there's an interaction or there's something you can't take. Um, you can't take it at a certain time. You have to wait a few hours between taking things. And so those are things that need to be brought up and need to be remembered when you're taking supplements. Program have you created for as part of your business to um, help people with this? So I have, I actually have a couple of programs. I have one that's called from whole, I think it's holistic to, or from, Oh, goodness, I forgot the title of it. From Pharmacy to Holistic, from Prescription to Holistic, I think is the name of it. I That's a recent name. So, I, I, But it's um, what it does is it helps bring you um, off of your prescription medications, if that's your goal, or at least optimize the level that you're taking. So we're, we're decreasing the amount that you're taking. We're optimizing the amount of supplements that you're taking. And then um, that's part of my overall whole body health program. Because when you want to get rid of and ditch the pills, it's we incorporate lifestyle medicine. And so with a, I call it a whole body health, a holistic with a W, because we incorporate all kinds of things to make sure that we can support you with getting you off of your medications and decreasing even your supplements. I don't just switch you from prescription medications to supplements. I want you to take less, spend less money, live longer, have a better, healthier and happier lifestyle with what you're doing. And so we talk about nutrition, we talk about movement, and we do things that involve the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, and the mental side of health because that all rolls together. Okay, so that's one. You said you had two. Yes, so that's, um, that's one. And then I have just the separate prescription to holistic well-being where I just do um, just a snapshot. If you just want to kind of take a look and see where you're at, see if you want to get off of some medications, and we look to see if that's the right fit for you. And then um, the other piece, the second would be I do a root cause analysis. And that root cause analysis, we look to see what's really causing your problem that you're having so that we're not just treating your symptoms. So these are, I mean, I I just, we want you to think about this for a minute, Tribe, because this is really, really important. And whether it's you that's taking the medications or if it's um, somebody that you love that's taking the medication, to be able to get this type of evaluation 
is extremely important. Um, I mean, I've been uh, a practice, you know, Melissa, my God, if you've been practicing since for 26 years, you must have been like 10 when you freaking graduated. Um, I've been practicing um, as a chiropractor for over 22 years. And uh, I will tell you that, and, and I've been, more importantly, actually, I've been a, a teacher for almost 20 years. And when I first started teaching, you know, these, I had students that were in their 20s, and we used to do this project called the pathology, fa- uh, family, uh, pathology family Tree. And so we would, you know, do like a family tree, but then it would be listing all the pathologies that the individual had and, and people to see, like, trends and genetics and all that stuff. And, um, and in the beginning, the 20-something-year-olds had nothing. They, they didn't list anything because they weren't on any medication. And then over the years, it changed, and all of a sudden, they would have two, three, four, five medications in their 20s. And I'm like the, right there with Gladiator Guru. I don't take anything. I'm 51 years old. I'll be 52. And I don't take anything. And it's dumbfounding to me how many people in their 20s and 30s are, are on medications, and not just one, because of lifestyle, because of... Um, but not to mention the marketing, you know, you, they're, they're basically telling you, if you have this, 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 go ask your doctor and get on this. Mm-hmm. So you go up there and you go, oh, doctor, I have this. Oh, okay, well, let me put you on this. Do you find that when you talk to your clients, do you find that a lot of them uh, went up and asked their doctor and then just got on it? Does anybody ever say that? Some of them, yes. Um, a lot of them actually don't know why they're on it. They just take it because my physician told me to. Oh, even better. That's lovely. Yeah, that's that's about 40% of the people I talk to. They don't have a clue why they're taking it. And some of them, a lot of them, they're, they have things that interact, and it's not, not ideal. Um, there's a handful that um, do, you know, go in and ask for something. And most of the time, I mean, there's uh stress is a huge component and stress is something that causes a lot of disease states 90% of physician visits are stress related and most of the time when you go in to see your physician you go in and you expect to get a prescription that's that's our society we the reason we went to the physician is cuz we expect to get a prescription and yeah, I about agree with you. absolutely ne- and and most of the time you walk out with one. Right, it's a it's a it's an expectation, and and you almost feel like it wasn't worth the visit if you don't come out without something. I, I that's what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, what what, mm-hmm. is, what about you, Gladiator? You you agree with that? Yes, but that's the whole purpose of going to the doctor is to get some medicinal relief. And you don't even know how you got a headache. They're giving you retabitol. Retabitol is very addictive. So, I mean, and that's what's happening. All these anxiety, all these, you know, the sensitive that turns into stress and anxiety. And then they're all on three different anxiety medications. I personally know people like that. It's, it's well, and see, so what, so what Dr. Melissa does is really, really, um, important and you know if 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 you if you gauge the quality of your life based on 
oh, I want to live long, and 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 that's it. And I, I and if I have you know pain is normal for aging, and not seeing right is normal for aging, and having achy joints and blah 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 is normal for aging, and then being on a lot of medications is normal for aging. Then you have to really ask yourself, do some research because it's really not normal for aging. And so if you have just allowed yourself to just to, to float through and say, okay, I'm this age and it's, I'm on three medications, big deal, maybe it's time to really look at it and say, okay, maybe I should evaluate this. Maybe this is not okay. Because it is all, quality of life is, to me, it's not just about living long, but it is living that quality, being able to get up in the morning pain-free, moving around with, with ease, having the energy that you want throughout your day and not having to take things unless absolutely positively necessary. And so what can we do to help ourselves so that we don't have to, we, we can minimally take things. And so what Dr. Melissa offers is a really, really, it's a great evaluation and it's something, you know, that, everyone out there should really consider. So, Dr. Melissa, how would everybody contact you to be able to set something up with you to get an evaluation? Sure. So the easiest way to get an evaluation is to book a call with me. And you can go to askdrmelissa.net and book a call with me, get on my calendar, and that way we can figure out what is the, you know, what is the next step for you should we go ahead and, and do the root cause analysis so that we can figure out what medications you can get rid of, what supplements you can get rid of, what you can do better with your life? And just to let you know, too, that uh, Dr. Melissa also is part of the, the, the book compilation that I'm putting together, um, Her Badass Story, which gets, we're going to be releasing in November 9th. The Gladiator Guru is part of the book, as is Dr. Melissa. And it's about, we're sharing stories about things that we've gone through that are traumas and then how we triumphed over it and how we um, transformed our lives as a result of it. You know, and Dr. Melissa has a phenomenal story, which has really helped lead her into the direction that she's in. And we, we hope that you'll be supportive of when that book comes out and everybody buys their copy. But but she is so knowledgeable to mention Tremendously compassionate, and I, and I think that it, given all of those those pieces, she's just not. This is not something she's just doing because oh, this is this is my business and this is that she she cares about the individuals that she's working with, and she wants you to have a better quality of life. She you know if if you still have to stay on the meds, and she finds that that's the way it has to be, but in a different way or you know tweaking things, that's the way it is. But because she's not sitting there going to tell you, oh, do this, do this, and, and it's like you're off of everything. It just depends. But, it's, but you would have a much better quality of life, and that's what you have to think about. We get used to signs and symptoms, and we tolerate things. It's like, oh, I have itchy skin, but, you know, my doctor said that's a normal side effect of this. We, we tolerate those things. But the, the question we have to ask ourselves is do you really want to keep tolerating these things? It's, 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 it's just a phone call to, to get started to work with her. How long, what does it usually uh, entail? I know we have to end for, in, in a moment, but what is, what is your evaluation? Like how does, how do you, how does your services work? 
So the way my services work is I have kind of an assessment that gets filled out. It's similar to questions about your history, your medications, your health history, and then um, depending upon what what we find out there, there might be some lab work involved. Depending upon what we find out there, we might do a, ne a next step to see what, what you're eating and how you're moving and what your stress level is like because all of those things play a role in the medications that you take and the supplements that you take and what we can get you off of. So it's, it's, it's an analysis, so we go in and, and check those things out and figure out what are your goals. You know, when you, when you look and you say, imagine if, if I didn't have pain, if I could have all the energy, what are you wanting to gain? And so based upon that, I do um, different, sometimes different testing. Sometimes it's just the question that I consider it a test, but it's like a, a, an assessment. And then we do some lab tests to see because your body may be depleted of some things or it may have too much of things. So we go through and we, we do that to figure out what it is that you want to imagine your life being like. And so to get you to that point. Fabulous. Great. I love that. So, I, I love that. I think it's very thorough. Um, and it does help. Doing that puts the person in check for them to do that self-inventory and build that self-trust for them to have the courage to tell the doctor, no, I don't want to go on that. I need to research it beforehand. Or because, it's, you know, we see them in a coat and we automatically believe they have our best interests. And not, again, I, like Lori says, I'm not bashing anyone. But we need to step up and and have that, take our power back and to say, okay, I'm not feeling well and these are side effects. Let me call Dr. Melissa. And then with what you're doing to them, it's like right now what you just explained that you have them do, that adds value to them. That, that reminds them that they, too, are important, and it's important for them to inquire within and start building up that, that courage to want to know more, to want to understand themselves better. So moving forward, they are healthier. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on and Tribe again. If you want to um, get your evaluation with Dr. Melissa and and hopefully work with her because I, I don't this is this is the best out there really. Um, it's go to um, askdrmelissa.net and then you'll be able to um, get uh, make an appointment with her for a free evaluation. So definitely take her up on this. So thank you so much, Dr. Melissa, for coming on and we'll see you again. We're 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 going to be loving our Dr. Melissa because we're going to see you on Tuesday on the show Excellent. the morning. Excellent. Thanks, ladies. Okay. okay. You're Thanks. welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 So that was fabulous, Gladiator Guru, right? I mean, you know, this is – and I loved what you said. You said about empowering, and I think that's part of the challenge is that people want – don't want to take responsibility for themselves, and they, they just say, well, the doctor knows better. I don't know they know better than I do because they have all this education, okay? And then we just give up our power, and the next thing you know, we're on another medication, another medication, and then we feel lousy and we can't understand why this is happening or why we're not off of this or why they keep raising the, um, the milligrams on the prescription or the dosage. So 
this is something that we, it, it's enough of that already. Enough of that already. Stop blaming. And then we get mad when we don't feel well, then we that's the doctor's fault. So rather than doing that, let's take accountability for our own health. Get the evaluation. See what tweaks can be done. And then start taking charge of your own life. Right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. I think that intimidation levels comes in when you're faced with when you, when you go and you meet the doctor, one feels intimidated that they're not knowledgeable, you know, that they're more educated than the other. And we got to stop thinking that way. we got to cultivate that self-trust enough within ourselves to say, I need to find out. Is this, okay, you're telling me I should take this. I need to find out if it's good for me to take. And we just need to step up for ourselves. It's about it's about showing up for us in every single stage of our lives. And that's where the failing part has become. If your child, if you can't manage your child, you take them to the doctors, they go through this list, oh, he's ADD, put him on retinol or whatever that medication is. That then drugs them up Ritalin. like a fat dog. Ritalin. Yeah. And so and it, so it's easy to push it off on a doctor to say, oh, my child's this, my child's that. Instead of getting to know what the issues are, because it's things that can be solved without medication. And and I firmly believe in that. And if you have to take something, of course, but when they're put piling them on you, did you know that I had a friend who worked at a CVS pharmacy on Boston Ave in Bridgeport, right? And then the second part of the week, she worked, at the CBS in Monroe. Well, she said that she saw the average amount, the same amount of people in each store, but that the store in Bridgeport had a 45% increase in prescriptions for Viagra. And in the Monroe, if she had two prescriptions of Viagra, that was too much. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say about that. I guess all the white the white people didn't want to, they weren't didn't want to have sex in the Monroe store. That's because that, is it, what do you say? What was the reasoning for that? Seriously, come on. Like, what are you thinking? You're a Latino. Well, what do you because, think the reasoning? For you that? know, because the Latinos are intimidated to go to the doctors, as we heard from Karen Sammer about with the heart attacks and women, the Latinos and the African-American women are more susceptible to die of them because we either ignore the symptoms or we get sent home from the hospital, right? So I think because it's that whatever, whatever that superior, inferior motive, they'll take on the prescription. So you have all this Viagra and oxycodone given away like candy in the Bridgeport pharmacies as opposed to the ones in Monroe. And why do they think? Because it's hot. You know, Latin love you make me hot. So you know those Latinos <laughs> who are like Viagra fiends. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we could keep talking about this subject for, like, another whole hour. But we have to um, well, we have to cease for a moment. But we're going to continue on the subject of empowerment and authenticity because we have our next guest that is totally ready to come on so we're going to bring our our guest 
um, Jennifer Dragonette Jacobson. And again, she is the uh, the host of the Feed Your Body with Love podcast. Jennifer, are you in the house? I am. How are you? Wonderful. I am fabulous. We're happy to have you here. So tell the tribe about you. Get get into more detail about how fabulous you are. Ooh, well, let's just say that's a loaded question, right? Because that's what we're always trying to explain and part of, like, my messaging of, like, this about you thing. Like, the first thing I want to do is list off all of my accomplishments and, like, who I am. But I'm Jed. I'm from Northern California, and I'm just kind of a adult trying to be a playful child sort of my entire life um, and just really starting to lean into, like, who am I? And that, like, loaded question of, like, we really have to figure out who we are without everybody else telling us who we are. So, hi, I'm Jen. I call myself the land mermaid that loves horses and dogs and learning. <laughs> The land mermaid. I love that. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. <laughs> and I'm creating a tsunami of self-love is my is my movement that I'd like to create through that feature body with love. So a ripple was too small for me. So we're going to create a tsunami. Oh, I love that. That's total. I was just going to say that's totally up Gladiator Guru's alley because Gladiator. You know what, Gladiator Guru, give, give her a little taste of of how you speak what what you when you when you start peppering and flavoring the language of how phenomenal people are so go go ahead and describe yourself to her so that she gets because you guys are right you you ladies are right up there on the same page oh my god okay jennifer jen the land mermaid i am margarita which means, Margarita de Margarita, which means I belong to me. I am a gypsy soul. I am magically orgasmic. I am Mother Moon's favorite child. I am a storyteller and a lover of love. Ooh, that like touches my soul. Especially the magically orgasmic part. That's that's I, I love, and and if you get a chance to listen to the morning show, like she'll she'll spew this stuff out, like it'll just come out, you know. And I love that. Those, you know, how powerful these words are. Magically orgasmic tsunami. That's really basically saying that I don't give a a, a fuck what anybody else says. This is me. And I'm going to be the best version of myself, and I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. I'm going to shout it from wherever it is. I'm going to come up. What do you usually say, Gladiator Guru, like the you know, like springing out um, as a phoenix? And right, I'm going to rise like a phoenix, or I'm going to pop up like slut magic. But either way, you're going to get me. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. So, is, did anything trigger this, Jen? Like, did with you deciding to do this, like did this, was there a point in your life where you weren't being your authentic self and then you decided like something happened and that triggered it or you were, or you were always like this? Oh no, I have not always been like this. I have spent, I'm going to say 38 years of my 38 years <laughs> finding myself and the feature body with love movement started way before I actually found myself. Um, it, 
one day I just woke up and I was like, feed your body with love, self-love. And then that same day I launched my podcast, feed your body with love. Like it was just in that spark, but it wasn't until July of this year that I actually found like my inner fire. Like I kept spreading all of this love and sharing and helping other, everybody else rise. And I was sitting back thinking, why am I not rising? Why is my tsunami not taking off? And I realized it was because I wasn't fully leaning into all aspects of my life. So in Costa Rica, I found my loud self beating a drum, dancing with a bunch of women, and then swimming in the ocean naked with fireflies surrounding me. It was just, I found my actual voice and that connection back to soul and, like, my inner fire. Oh, my God. Dancing naked with fireflies, dancing to the beat of your own drum. Listen, where I want to go. I want to (laughs) go. Right? Where do I sign up? (laughs) Right? It was the most magical retreat I had ever gone on. And if you ever get a chance to go to Nocera, it's one of the blue zones um, in the world. It is, there's just something about that place that I will always have a piece of it with me. That's that's fabulous. And and I'm glad you said that. You know, we all need, um, some, some of us it hits that awakening, like where we, we get smacked in the face with who we are at that moment in time. And then we're awoken to the fact that we are not the person that we had planned to be, that we're not living the life that we wanted to live. And, and for that moment, there's this little bit of guilt that why did I let this happen? How did I get this way? Why, you know, why? But then it's about getting past that. And so a lot of people do go, they go on retreats or they do something to where it frees them of that that element of themselves that that's holding on to the past by staying guilty about not having made the choice sooner or blah, 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 you know? And how long was that retreat? How long were you there for? I was there for eight magical days. Um, and it doesn't seem like a long time, and but there's been a lot of reflection afterwards. But the first question we had was to answer, who am I? And that was, we had a 10 minutes to journal And I couldn't get past writing who am I. I filled up an entire page. I couldn't even write my name because I'm like, who am I? What is this life that I've created? And in that moment, it was like, okay, I'm creating a tsunami of self-love, but I'm forgetting my own self-love. And it took me all eight days to start putting things down on that sheet to answer that question. That's that's great. That's actually what I asked my clients on the very first day that we worked together. I asked them, who, that's their homework, who am I and who do I want to be? If you're not happy with who you are at this moment in time, and you have to be so honest with yourself, that's the other thing about being self is you, you have to be truthful to who you are at this moment in time, even if you're not thrilled with yourself. Because the only way that you can make change in your life is, is to know where you are. So it's like you, you have to identify who you are now. And then you say, you know, when I say, who do you want to be? It's, it's to say, um, okay, there's certain pieces that I love about myself now and I don't want to change that. Okay, that's fine. Those can trans- transfer over. But if you say, you know, I'm, I'm, I live by fear and I'm afraid to take chances, that's who I am now. Do you want to continue to be that person? No, no, I don't. I want to be that person that just is not afraid and just takes chances and travels and does this. Then that's who you want to be. So what we need to work on is how you get from who you are today to that person that you want to be. 
And it, and I think that's the, the toughest part. Wouldn't you agree that people just, they don't want to be that honest with themselves? So when, when you get that question asked, or they don't know, in your case, it sounds like it's not that you didn't want to be honest, it's just you really didn't know. Like it took you that long to figure it, to really put it all together. But some people just live in such denial that they don't want to admit who they are right now. I mean, do, do, you, do you agree with that or what, what are your thoughts on that? I do agree with that. The other thing that I think plays a huge role is we never give ourselves time to, like, stop and pause and breathe and say, like, okay, I've created this life based on everyone else's should. Okay, I should go to college. All right, I have a master's degree in business. I should get all these certificates. Okay, now I have these seven certificates. What do I do with them? I should be a good wife. I should be a good mom. I should be all these things. But the person that we leave out is ourselves, and we never slow down enough in this society to be like, whoa, what do, what do I want? Like, it should be everything else. We're shooting all over ourselves. So I think between those yeah. two things, we've really got to put ourselves in a bad spot. That's, that's I, absolutely. I mean, well, what's cool about Gladiator Guru is she's, this is what I love about her because I was that person. I was the, I was the person who should, I did everything else besides really going what was true to my heart. You know, it, it took me hitting a rock bottom place in, at like at almost 46. Um, so like midlife, you know, um, Gladiator Guru was always very steadfast, right? I mean, right, Gladiator Guru, you pretty much knew, always knew who you were. Yes. Yes. I've, um, we were raised on survival skills, so we were raised at a young age to be courageous. So we had no other choice but to, to before we ask, before you ask anyone to do something for you, make sure that you know how to do it, that type of deal. And, um, yes, I, I didn't, people told me, oh, you need to do this. Well, I always did the opposite. I was always that rebel because I knew that I, it was just, I had my own path. Uh, it got me into a lot of trouble because as a child, you're not supposed to do that. But going back to what um, you were saying about the asking who am I, um, that, that is a, a, a question like, like Lori was saying to, to speak to people and what you said. Uh, when I was going through PSA and they looked at my license to check, she goes, oh, yeah, it's you. I said, it's me. Who are you? And she, like, threw her head back. And she paused, mind you, PSA in New York is very busy. And she said, no one, no one's ever asked me who I am. No one's ever asked me that. So when I ask people, what's your favorite color? And they're like, oh, red. And I said, oh, why? Oh, I don't know. And I said, well, how does that make you feel? They're like, what, that red's my favorite color? No, that you don't know why red is your favorite color. But yet you will expect other people. And I think that's what raises um, that negative expectations and assumptions about people should know you when you fail to learn yourself. And then, then that gets into a lot of failed relationships, a lot of failed communications, because you don't know who you are, but you're expecting the ones around you to know without doing the work. So I think what you're doing with the tsunami is phenomenal because this is what the badass Buddha and I do on Tuesday mornings. We, we are disruptors. We disrupt people's way of thinking, and we ask questions that sometimes bother them. Well, when, if, I, if my question is bothering you, then we got some work to do. 
Well, what, what, so what do you do, Jen? What is, so are you, you're a coach. Um, and your bio, though, it says you're a business, you're a business coach, but are you also, are, are you more than just a business coach? You're a life coach as well? So, uh, can I call myself the pivoting queen? Because, <laughs> sure. uh, again, these are titles and these are, this is like, this is the core of like, you talk about that disruptor. It's like, I hate writing bios because, it's the should. Well, I should put business coach. I should put life coach. I should put, put spiritual coach. What I do is super unique because of my background and just my intuitive nature to connect. I'm a, I'm a connector. And I do help. I mostly work with entrepreneurs. Um, so that's why I use the business coach because I do have all the skills. Like if you need to know anything in your business, I'm, I'm your girl. But what I really love is helping people align their business with self. So it's We're more about. You. Hello, was that Claudia? Yeah, I said, we're going to call her. She said, if you need anything with business, <laughs> I said, we're calling you. <laughs> but it's just really about what I do is help people find their voice and find their self. And I use a lot of really unique, very unique ways. I teach people to paint with their eyes closed is one of my favorite techniques. The first things I normally do with my clients, because what it does is it gets you out of your head. Cause you're like, again, we're talking about this finding self, being self, defining self, whatever it is. We have an expectation of what it should look like. But if you take your sight out of your art and then you kind of evaluate it, you're, there's a lot of cool things that come up with that. So once we find self, then we find the power of your voice, and then I help them, you know, spread that in whatever way they want. So business, life, I, I don't know. I'm just more of a – I don't like the word coach. <laughs> but, yes, that is technically what I do. <laughs> no, Wait, I so, Jay, what you – know, I'm sorry, Dora. She's talking about painting. I'm a spiritual and creative healing coach. I um, do creative healing art with the power of color. So I give them a palette, and they have to do it. That that eyes closed thing is phenomenal. I'm not there yet. And then when I ask them why they choose certain colors, and then, like, they take a step back, and then some of them cry when they have figured out, like, a purple, lady chose purple, because she had forgotten, it triggered a memory. It was it was her grandmother's favorite color, and those were where her happy memories were at. So I love that you're doing that. Is that what you do? Because I'm a sacred healer and a spiritual and creative human life coach. So that's phenomenal. I don't do business. I need people for business. Yeah. So it's kind of the same concept with your eyes closed. Is you get like I love to use pastels if I don't have pastels you can do it with crayons or anything but if you close your eyes and ask yourself a question and then intuitively ask yourself to pick a color and then you start I start like basically do a meditation and I guide them through like okay let's think back to a memory that may be feeling stuck and you draw it and what happened was for me I started thinking about my spiritual life and I picked up a white crayon on a white piece of paper. And I thought I drew this beautiful scenery of what I thought of my spirituality. When I opened my eyes, my entire page was blank because it was white on white. Oh that was eye-opening for me. It was like, 
what am I not sharing in my business? The fact that I'm spiritual, the fact that I'm a Reiki master and teacher and not even my best friend knows that, this is a problem. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so interesting. That really yeah. is. Um, I, and, and I, I got to how much do you what do you charge for um your services? You don't mind me putting you on the spot. I'm just curious. <laughs> so it depends on the depth. Um right now I'm doing it for hundred and eleven dollars per art session. I also have like block rates, but I really like to work with the person because again, as a healer, I'm still going through my own money issues and things like that. So I'm not quite <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna charge what you know, like can charge, but I do hundred and eleven per session. Um, and then if somebody really needs a session, I work with them with, with the price range. I'll do a sliding scale if needed. No, the, the reason, the, here's the reason I'm asking because, you know, um, for me, I, I actually think I might call you because, um, <laughs> because here's something interesting. And this is what I've learned, um, in my journey. You know, I, I had depression for majority of my life, you know, since I was, as long as I, as I can remember back really, probably about 15, but realistically speaking, I think the depression was sooner than that. I think it was closer to 12, but my rock bottom hit when I was almost 46. And although I had not had since that really awful massive depression, that depressive episode, I have not had a depressive episode like that. I hadn't had depression at all um, for about four years after that. Um, Although this last year, Actually, not even this last year, this this year, 2021, has been challenging for me. Um, and I found myself going into um, areas of depression that I had not been in a, in a while. I actually thought I had gotten gotten past it. And the one interesting thing that kept popping up was um, that it's it's all about clarity. And it's all about you could be clear on who you are. Like, I, I, that's one thing I got that I know who I am. There's no question. Um, when it comes to my business, though, the clarity on my business became very um, cloudy over the last, um, let's see, what is this, month of October? Yeah, probably starting about a year ago. And and it, and it just got worse and worse for 2021. Like the end of 2020 was, I, I had a great 2020, but 2021 was was not at all. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't even say that. There's always great stuff about it, but fine. You know, my as far as my business was concerned, it wasn't wasn't my best year. So, um, and then that got me more cloudy, and then I noticed that the the depression started to kick in. And I'm a firm believer, and this is my theory, because I've studied depression for so many years. It's it's not even that I just studied it because of me. I studied it because I taught it. That I think a good portion of depression is not really specifically a chemical imbalance. I think it's it's a self imbalance. I think that when a person is not living their truest self um, and they're not honoring themselves, I think that it, it's uh, it causes the depression. So this lack of clarity that I've been having, I'm very intrigued by the, your method because, um, and with all the business yeah. coaching that I've gotten, it's not helping. In fact, it's made it worse. And so, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's the other thing here too, Tribe, is first off, if you're a coach or if you, coaches have to have a coach, I mean, you know, that you, you can't have, you can't, I mean, it's not best practice to go to a coach if, if they themselves have never gone or don't go to a coach. Gladiator Guru and I coach each other. 
Um, but there's so many different types of coaches out there, and even with the coaches out there, each business coach is different. Each life coach is different. So you could be working with somebody and it's doing really well, but then all of a sudden it sort of stagnates that perhaps you need to go in a different direction. So it's it's good to keep open to these other methods, which I think your method is very intriguing. It's just like Gladiator Guru's method is very intriguing too, the whole idea of the art piece, because it yeah. it stimulates that right side of the brain. And some of us get stuck and that's what we really need, that jolt right there. Well, and all those things that you mentioned are also like the bottom half of our chakra system. So like having the the clarity you know, as you're talking, I'm like, I can feel like there's something in your root chakra. Like you have some something around safe and secure that comes up as you're talking, you know, and then you move into that, like the safe role and you're like, that's my creative fire. But if you don't have that root and that safe and secure, something got got rocked in, la- in the last two years, everybody got a little rocked in that safe and secure and that groundedness. So there's just this beautiful thing that just, like, as you're talking about it, I think that you're like, I felt a little relief. I don't know if that was just me. <laughs> I felt you were like, like, I want support with this. Like, that. I mean, that's, that's a magical place to be. And having a, having somebody to guide you is great. And I love that you do that for each other. That is, that's a, that's a sacred partnership right there. Listen, let me tell you something about Gladiator Guru. I am so freaking grateful to have her as my my best friend because, and this is what sealed the freaking deal for me with her because we we got to know each other through um, through a, a family member, and we hit it off right away. And then I and early on in our like we we were just really more I don't know I would say Gladiator Guru like more we were friends but we were kind of still more acquaintances we weren't really we were talking here and there and, and I always tell this yes. story because it's so freaking it's so freak this is what sealed it for me with her um, I was looking for in my life people who were real and people who would be straight with me and people who did not judge me and weren't telling like the should right. So I remember I, I, I got this opportunity to do this speaking uh, gig for Mind, um, Mind Body, which is a, a really well-known, um, it's, a, it's a company that, like for massage therapists and spas and all that stuff, they, they sell products, um, services. Uh, they, you can do scheduling yeah. with them and all that, right? So they have this really big function every year. And I had applied to be a speaker. I didn't get on the main function where it was in person, but I got the virtual. With, and this was before COVID. This was, they just did a virtual on Facebook. So I was very excited about this. I'm like, oh, my God, their, their reach is unbelievable. Um, this is going to be fantastic. I had 30 minutes, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I tell my kids, don't get online. Don't do anything because I've got to get online. This is really, really important to me. So I still want any, any mess up on the Internet service, right? So – I get on, I'm like 10 minutes in and I'm rocking it. Like it's, it's going really well. I'm like getting engagements. I'm speaking. Everything's great. Then all of a sudden I get a text message from the girl and she goes, you're frozen. And I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden it drops me and I'm freaking out. Um, so I'm trying hard to get back on, hard to get back on. It took me like five minutes to get back on. I get back on. Now I'm all flustered. I don't know where I left off. 
Um, so I start trying to talk again, and she's like, okay, don't worry about it. You're good. You're back on. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. I'm on for, like, another, like, maybe if that 10 minutes, not even, and I get thrown off again. And I get the text message back from the girl. She's like, oh, listen, don't worry about it. It's 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 not working. Um, just just we'll go with what we have and we'll edit it out or whatever. We'll put them together. And they didn't. Like they ended up. Like I later would find out they just took it off because it was just too just disjointed. But I remember getting off the phone and I'm freaked out, right? And and I'm going, oh my god, I can't believe this. Or I got off the internet. And I come to find out my one daughter got on and she's like online playing a video game with like the world, you know, and after I told them, like everybody stay off. Right. So I was in such a headspace and I'm going, Oh my God, I'm so upset. I'm so mad. This is my big break, blah, blah, blah. And I text message Gladiator Guru. And I said, this is what happened. I can't believe it. This is my big break, blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, and what I, this is what I wanted from her. I wanted my pity party. I wanted her to like grab the, the, you know, the hat and the drink and get on the the, the phone with me and just be in, like, just, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I wanted her to like, just feed the victim, like the whole thing. And I sent her the text. And she says back, and what did you learn? And I got to tell you, I, I, I put that phone down. I read it. I put that phone down, and I picked up my two middle fingers, and I'm like, what I learned? And I'm like middle fingering both, both hands, the phone, and I'm like cursing her, right? And I'm going, what the? And, and finally, I took a breath, and I went, okay, what did I learn? And I answered her. And she said exactly what I needed to hear. Not what I wanted to hear. She told me exactly what I needed to hear. And I was so grateful that moment, but grateful (laughs) for that statement because that is exactly what I needed in my life, those type of people. I had enough of the people who either, you know, added to the victimization, got pissed off, you know, whatever, tried to fix it. It was phenomenal what she said. So that that was what sealed it. And from that point on, I was just, I knew that no matter what I asked her, she would always be straight with me. She would always tell me what I needed to hear, not what, what I wanted to hear. Because what I wanted to hear was usually the old me trying to come back, you know, the, the mindset of scarcity. You remember that, Gladiator Guru? You remember that, right? Yeah, I remember, and I laughed when you told me how pissed off you were. But see, um, it, this it, this always goes back to my favorite poem, like when certain stuff. See, I don't like sugar-coated shit, nor do I like half-assed stories. If you're going to tell me something, you tell me from beginning to end, or I don't want to hear it. I don't like riddles. I like, you know, just just give it to me the way it is. Pull the Band-Aid off, and let's get to the bottom of it and heal it from the core. It's not just bandage it up and blow it and think it's going to be better. Um, and it's a poem by Kenneth Ayer where he says, when life acts death, why do people love me but hate you? And death answers because you are a beautiful lie and I am the painful truth. So that's the choice we have in life when we're doing self-care. Do you want the beautiful lie so that you can, you know, carry on as if? Or do you want that painful truth that's going to peel back the layers and get you to meet you in your spirit form? 
And that, that's how, if we maneuver that way, we're always going to go back to ourselves because no matter if we ask 50 people for advice on something, we're always going to go with what our gut tells us. So we doubt ourselves. That self-doubt is so huge. And I think, you know what? Rumi says that the cure for the pain is in the pain. So if you have to feel hurt when you're discovering yourself, then by all means, set it free. And that way you can carry on and be the best you you were born to be. That's my take on it. Thank you, Lori. I love when you tell that story. <laughs> I'm over here like both arms up, dancing around like, yeah, <laughs> tell it as it is. I love that. I love your energy. I swear, I, we've <laughs> got to definitely get together. I know you're on the West Coast, but there's some point where we all have to just get together and dance around and go swimming naked in the water and all that stuff you did at that at that retreat. Because okay. I think it's – yeah, go ahead. I'm coming to the East Coast because up here in Northern California, like right now, our water temperature is like 52 degrees. And it's, it's cold. I know there's some warmer spots. On the East Coast. I'll come to you unless you want to come to NorCal and do a cold well, plunge. You have to go to really good. Gladiator Brewers in Florida. So we can, I'm in, I'm in the right. Northeast. But we could go visit her down. when she gets back down there. That sounds good. Yeah, because I love on full moons, like the sparklers. I love to dance under the moon. You'll see me standing in the middle of my street. My neighbors are already familiar with what they think crazy, but I love that. I get, I feel her warmth. I, I just, I, no matter what time it is, if I'm like, oh, the moon is out, I'll go out there and I'll spread my arms in the middle of the road. And because to me, that's healing. You know, when, yeah. when I'm sad, I'll listen to sad music because I just learned how to cry at 52 years old. And that little girl has so many tears to shed. So when I'm sad, I, I, been listening to the songs that invoke those memories that I have yet to deal with, and I've been crying with it. And it's like I always viewed crying as being weak and pathetic because my mother did it for pity for most of my life. But I had to be that warrior. I had to be that gladiator. I'm not going to cry. Get over it. Stop crying. Like People are so afraid to cry in front of me. And I feel so bad at this age. I'm like, go ahead, you can cry now. I'll cry with you. Because <laughs> my sister, like, swallows her tears. Like, oh, you know, I was with Margie, so I couldn't cry. And, you know, now, and I look back, and I was like, wow, that, that was such a bully thing to do. But it was my boundary. And I'm glad that I, you know, I kicked in those gates and said, no, ma. So, I, and I think that, yeah, I would love on a retreat. That retreat you just said sounded like like my ancestors had me meet you tonight because I have to do something like that. That's how profound I felt when you were describing being in Connecticut. And the fireflies, my niece just asked me, am I going to see fireflies in Connecticut? Well, well, summer's over, but it's like that's such a beautiful thing. Those fireflies that we loved as children and now as adults, it's like, where are they? Costa Rica? That was my first. I was like, did you guys dose me with something? There's like little things 
floating around. All I was freaked. Honestly, at first I freaked out because I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And then it was the childhood, like giddy, look, there's another one and another one. And I was like smiling and laughing and everyone was feeding off that child energy because it was like, I had just discovered something for the first time. And it was like being that little kid again and nurturing that little kid that, like you said, you know, that wasn't allowed to cry. I was allowed to cry, but like, you know, like had to put on that brave face and I always had to do things for myself. And it just, it was, it was magical. And I'm so excited you found, you found your tears because those are so powerful. I, I think it's just beautiful too that we we also found like when you're just describing the playfulness and the child's excitement, you know we we get caught up so often. Although I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb here and our producer Dory, this doesn't apply to our producer Dory because she's never forgotten this piece because she talks about this, she she tells the stories about stuff like this all the time. But she she's always kid like in her everyday life, like the way she views things. Um, but it is a good reminder when you're an adult, you know, like to just be in awe, like to have that sense of being, seeing it for the very first time. And maybe this is the first time you see something, but maybe it's not, you know, like we have my yard, I have a huge butterfly bush and this thing is always loaded with butterflies and people get nobody, anybody that comes to the house will be in awe of it. But when you're in the house for a while, people tend to walk right by it. They don't think twice about it. And for me, I always, when I'm looking out the window, especially from the kitchen, it's right there and I have to stop and I always have to pay attention. And then the other day, like there were, there were about eight dragonflies, the big, huge ones, just flying all around the backyard. They just, and I'd never seen that before, you know, and I just stopped and I looked at it and I was just so in awe of it because that's the beauty. It's like that we have to remind ourselves that this is still new and we, and we, just because we've seen it before doesn't mean it can't be magical at that moment in time. And, and it's, and it's, um, reaffirming, I suppose, um, energetically speaking. I don't know. I just, I feel so different when, when I really do stop and view it that way. And I'm very grateful that I have a, a young child because I mean, I'm 51 and I have an eight year old and she's reminded me of what I lost for so many years of my, you know, she's, she's reminded me of my love of animals and my love of, you know, nature and it's just like rediscovering it all over again with her. So that's, and it's great. And, and that's been, that's been a beautiful piece, but it's, it's such a, it's so nice. It's very breathtaking to have you on. I, it's, you're, you're definitely a breath of fresh air. What do you think, Gladiator Guru? Oh, absolutely. I, I just, it's like flame and flame. It's, you know, when, when the spirit is strangled, she was talking about the sacral and, the root of the chakras and I guess yeah, any one of them is off then we're off balance and as a secret understanding is why is this happening why am I blind so thank you for bringing that up um, but yeah I think when the spirit that breathes like she's in there still and the beauty of Stopping what you're doing to look at that butterfly, noticing the dragonflies, which to me are just so—they're just—they're like little fairies with wings to me. 
And I, to do that, and we don't do that enough. We, we're so busy being busy, we're missing the simple things, a child's laughter. You know, the, the way the wind blows and are here. You know, the whispers of hope that Mother Nature provides us every day. It's all magical. And we're missing it because we're blasting our car radios or we're on our damn phones. Or we're just caught up in a thought that's so dark that it gets darker before we get anywhere. And we just miss everything. We miss the flowers in bloom. We miss the leaves changing colors. And then we yeah. dread winter. And I think that, that when we awaken that part of us and, that, and allow that spirit to be free to the beat of our conga, and we're unstoppable, and it it does. I I like it takes people like us to say, okay, it's okay, it's okay to do that. Let's release it. Let's go jump in the water naked. You know that sort of thing. Let's be magically orgasmic, even when we're <laughs> sipping that first cup of morning coffee. Let our palate dance with that passion. You know that sort of thing. So Jennifer, yeah. where could where could uh, where could the tribe find you? Um, do you have anything coming up? You uh, you know any type of workshops or? So um, everything is on jdragonette.com because, like I mentioned, I'm the pivoting queen. It's just easier to keep it as my name. Um, and then I have a perfectly imperfect entrepreneur tribe, which is the home of the feature body with love. And we're actually doing at the end of this month. Um, kind of a place to self. Um, it's free because um, I haven't quite figured out where this new version of me is going yet um, other than the one-on-one sessions that I've been doing. But I'm, I'm really feeling into like creating this more of a co-creation space inside that free community. So um, it's a lot of fun things that we're doing, working through the chakras with art and dance and drumming um, and just waking up that child so that we can bring fun into our lives because I think we forgot fun and pleasure. So I agree. I absolutely agree. All right. So say your freedom. website again. It's, it's jdragonette.com, and that's D-R-A-G-O-N-E-T-T-E, little dragon, um, <laughs> which is why I'm like everything is dragons. I'm like, I am your friendly little dragon. If I'm not your land mermaid, I'm your little dragon. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Well, fabulous. So, um, so you heard her tribe. You know, check her out, um, and just you know, again, this is this is all what we do. Our our end game is to always just lift you up, inspire you, and push you to keep growing, push you to keep transforming, um, in whatever way that means. And idea that you know everybody's so different, and and you resonate with people in different ways. And so check out all the, I mean, all the guests that we ever have on here, everybody should always just check out to see if it's something that even maybe not right now, so it might not be the time, but, but check out anyway. And your podcast, um, how can we hear your podcast? So I am, it's Feed Your Body with Love on all platforms. And uh, okay. yeah, thank you for being a guest on it. Yes, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. So Wonderful. Okay, well, anything else, Gladys, before we say goodbye to, to Jen? No, I, I just think both of 
No, I, little dragonette. I know. I love that. <laughs> um, no, thank you so much for sharing that, for inspiring me, you know, because we we do very similar similar workings and the, the spirit of the gypsies to me. Being, you, you know, you're the land mermaid. I'm the gypsy. And it's all about dance. It's all about laughter. Laughter's my favorite song. It awakens so many dormant areas in me. And so I'm I'm very I'm very happy to have had you on the show tonight. Thank you, Badass Beautiful. Who's finding the best. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me and I look forward to meeting in Florida. Hell yeah, that's it. We're gonna have to set yeah. a date. So we're Absolutely. I'll make you some I'll make you some sage tea as you burn some Palo Santos and we'll have we'll have all the the chakra candles. We'll have a whole ceremony in my sanctuary. Don't play. Yeah, and listen my (laughs) And we'll have to go on a full moon and we'll really like fuck with her neighbors because all three of us will be dancing outside with the in the full moon. I'm I'm in. All in. Let me know where and when I'll book the ticket. Fabulous. Absolutely. You have a good night. You too. Thank you, guys. Glad you to Guru. So what a great night. uh, Both fabulous ladies, right? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Like, the best. I think that um, they both shared some. And and, and they both, if you listen to both, it's talked about self-care, talked about self-love and self-trust. So it's a phenomenal matchup. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, for sure. Right? Yeah, I think because I, you, you Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I, 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 go, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, because you need both, you know, to... In order to be spirit, everything you need from the spiritual point and the human point, right? Um, you do need to have the cultivation of self-trust, self-love, self-fear, so that you'll be aware of what you're putting in your body. You'll be aware uh, and knowledgeable because not everybody knows what's best for you. That's your job. That's not the doctor's job. That's your job. Um and then the, the spiritual releasing all that heavy baggage from your spirit and just dancing and and coming into yourself at any age. You're never old. Age is not but a number. You know, so it's, it's any age is fine to come into yourself and say, this is who I am. This is where I'm going because this is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm meant to be. And... So I think it was phenomenal. I loved it. And I think, it, you know, it's funny. I, there's no coincidences. You know, I, you know, we've talked about this before. And I, I, we hear, first off, we, 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 we hear when we're ready to hear it. But when you pay attention, when you, when you open up your awareness, the universe provides you with what you need at that moment in time. I I know for me I needed the conversations that happened this evening um, between you know what Dr. Melissa was talking about and just reaffirming things that I I've known new things that I didn't know, but also just 
I'm grateful for the fact that I don't take medication. I'm grateful for the fact that um, my health is at a level where, um, you know, there's only stupid little things going on. And most of the time they're triggered by things that I'm eating that I'm not supposed to. And it was nice to be reminded of that, but I'm grateful for that, you know. And then with Jen, with Jen, it was, it was, there was so many, there were certain things that she said that really resonated with how I've been feeling. And it was, I, you know, it kind of freaked me out when she said that, when she goes, you know, I'm kind of getting the security thing with you. And I'm going, oh my God, like that, that, that is pretty much like, so what you said, it was the root chakra. I'm like, wait a minute, I got my little, my, I have my cheat sheet poster hanging on the back of my door of my chakra. Let me go read it right now. But it's true. It's like we we are given information when we need to hear it. That's why it's always good to ask for it. Like if you're getting, if you're stuck on something, if you're unhappy with something, we you know we do that when we're upset about something. We'll pray, oh God, you know, please, I don't want this, or can you do this, or give me a sign, or whatever. But we need to really, truly do that when we're feeling a certain way, and ask whether you're talking about God or you're talking about universe, universe, source, power, whatever, ask for guidance, ask permission, but you have to be open to receive it because you know, if and not. That's key. That's key. You, we, each individual must be open to receive the information, the knowledge, the wisdom that they need in order to move forward in life. When they are not open and they just like unlock the door but they don't turn the knob, that's where they expect everyone else to pick up what they have failed to accomplish. And then that's and then what happens with people with expectations? They become victims. Because everyone else is supposed to do this. They're supposed to take me. They're supposed to show me the way. They're supposed to tell me if this is good for me or not. And um so, yeah, it, it, it was phenomenal. I'm grateful for both. Is Jen coming on our show? Um, uh, we haven't scheduled her. Um, sometimes it's not easy for the West Coasters to come on, but I'll, I can send her an email and ask her, though. That would be fun. Because she's fun. Like, she's, you know, you saw her picture. She had, like, paint all over her, you know, like all over her face. And she is that very childlike, I, I don't care what you think of me kind of deal, and I love that. I think um, it's very refreshing. So I'll, I'll, I'll send it an email and see if she'd be willing to get up that early. Well, we, <laughs> remember, we can do uh, like we did for Dame Doria. I mean, it, she has a lot of information. She's breaking, and you know what I've been talking about the last couple of weeks is about breaking. I think that's so important. Yep. Uh, and so yeah, that she would because of her her giddiness and the way she presents it, that it it can reach a lot of the tribe members. Might be a little frightened over certain things and over people get intimidated and frightened when you tell them you have to inquire within so you can be better aware of who you are. And you hit it on the nose, and you said a lot of people don't want to. Do they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to discover who they are. Why do you and, think and that is? 
Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's always fear-based. It, I mean, it has to be. And, and, when you're, and when you're raised that way, I mean, I grew up in a household where both parents were very, they much rather avoid. And to this day, to this day, uh, my dad can't help but avoid because he has dementia, but my mother um, is an avoider. She just, she would rather look the other way and pretend everything is fine because it makes her feel better. And when you're raised that way, um, it's just easier. You know, you, you tolerate, you learn to tolerate things. But what happens is with tolerating, it, it, it really zaps your, your spirit. It, it chips away at your spirit. And, um, and that's why I, I'm really, like I said, I'm a firm believer that a lot of the depression comes into play because people um, have allowed that to happen. They've allowed their soul to be chipped away, their, their spirit to be chipped away. They've, they've not been true to themselves. They didn't, they didn't create the voice for themselves. They didn't say no. They didn't say yes when they needed to say yes, but they especially didn't say no. They didn't have good boundaries. Um, and again, I, I think it's the idea that if I just ignore it, it'll go away or it won't hurt as bad as opposed to standing up for it. Um, but in the end, it's really, it does. It's, it's a slow death. Let's put it that way. It's like if you face it, it's like, yeah, you could get the crap beat out of you. But, you're, but it's only in that moment in time, whereas if you wait and do it the other way, it's like a slow, painful death. You, your, your injuries are slow and painful for years versus a whopper in like a few minutes. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the idea of the, the Band-Aid. You either rip the Band-Aid off fast or you rip the Band-Aid off slow, you know, which is your preference. Slow, painful over a period of time or, or fast and harsh, but it's done and over with. Yes, and I think that when you are guided by somebody that that's not going to cater to you, that's going to teach you boundaries, but it's going to be caring, then they can help with that decision-making. I think that if you've gone through life unable to um, to get to where you're supposed to be at now, I think that you need that. You need a guidance, and you need guidance from somebody who is, like Jen, I mean, I would recommend her to people, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. It, especially because of her, her playfulness. I think that we just, we we adults too much. And I think that we, um, even with coaching, you know, you, you go to a coach and some coaches are too adult. And again, you have to resonate with that. I mean, there's there's plenty of people that I've networked with that do not really care for my way of being, and I know that um, because I'm I'm goofy and I'm silly and I like to joke around and I um, I'm a, a free spirit, and I could see it doesn't sit well. I could see it in their faces and their body language that they're not comfortable with who I am. And I I mean, years ago that used to bother me. I mean, I used to hate that I, I would alter myself or I would or I would tone it down because I could see the other person felt uncomfortable or they would voice it. But now but I realized that that toning down is what really starved me. It starved my spirit. And so I don't I don't do that. And, and um, I just 
have no, I don't have time for people like that. I don't get mad about it. I mean, maybe for a sec, for like a few seconds, but I, I just say, okay, you know what? The hell with you. Like, I, I don't, we're not the people that need to connect. She is, she is a good connector. She's, she's, I think we need more free spirits in the world. I, I think because it gives permission to other people to be free, right? Because, like you gave me, this is what you gave me permission to do. You gave me permission to be brave. You gave me permission to stand up for what I believe. But just, and it wasn't because you told me to or you coached me. It was just being friends with you. It was knowing your story of, of, of how brave and courageous you've been in your life. So that part is what I needed in my life. That was the part that always lagged behind. That's why they always say, oh, opposites attract. It, you know, it's funny. I, it's both. Opposites attract, but the same attract. Because it's, there's other things about you that I love that are the same as me. Like, that, that's my personality. Like, we both love to laugh. We both are nutty, you know. And it, so that, that's the same. What attracts people to other people, and, or whether it's a coach or it's friends, it's they're fulfill they're they're filling you up with the the pieces that you need in your life, and you may not even realize you you need them necessarily, but but you do, and you feel whole when it happens. Uh, absolutely. Hold on, I can make this short. Absolutely, thank you so much. That's so beautiful what you said, but everything you said is absolute truth. Um, and I think before we, we have to learn how to give ourselves permission, right? Yeah. We have to be at least a nudge of permission to actually go and someone to then lead the way until we find our own footing. Is that what you're saying? Is that what I captured? It's, 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 yeah, that's, that's part of it. Absolutely. We're either, we either let somebody lead us too much or we refuse to let somebody lead us at all. You have to, there's sometimes where you would need to be led and there's other times where you have to do it yourself because sometimes you need the push. You need to be led. You need to have the discovery to help you figure out who you want to be. And then once you, you say, oh, I, I like that, but I don't like that. Okay, but that's fine. Go fly. Be free. Do your thing. I, I, don't, I can't tell you what to do because you're not me. And that's the beauty of the, our friendship, but that's, that's the beauty of, of my transformation in my lifetime in, my, in the last couple of years because that's what I've discovered about myself. Um, that that the quality of my friends changed because I changed, and I did that because of my own personal development plus working with coaches. You, I, you and I, I don't know if we would have been friends prior to my it, it, my transformation because I think I would have been intimidated by you. Honestly, I think I would have been afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But you know, I think. Well, because I believe in divine timing, and as you, as well as you do as well, you know, we believe in divine timing, and this is when we were supposed to meet so that we can create what we're creating, and we're going to be so unstoppable, and I think that's a trust, because we trust. You know what's the best blessing between you and I? 
is that we trust and accept that we are so different from one another yet the same. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, no expectations. We're just enjoying the ride. Yeah, because with the, the, the beauty is agreeing to disagree, and we do that very well. Yes, I agree. I agree. I disagree. I agree with you. I disagree. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. With that, uh, we have two more minutes before we have to go. So for um, let's get ready to sign off. So we hit the mark this time. So we have a guest for next uh, next month. We have only one guest, uh, and that's Michelle Wasserman for November. Um, the powerless from powerless to powerhouse. So we'll have a great conversation on that. Um, we have one minute left, Gladiator Guru. You have anything last minute to say? See you all at the Shelton Fair tomorrow. There's a fair tomorrow in Shelton. <laughs> Yes, Dory, tell us about it this last minute. See, I know which one you're talking about. I just saw it on here, I think. Yeah. No, I think the message I want to give, can I have, can you fill it up? Yeah, we got to go, though. We're going to get booted off. So from the Badass Buddha, remember, folks, be you, be real, and be extraordinary. And from the gladiator guru, remember tribe, remember to always breathe in the beauty and breathe out the bullshit. Namaste. We will see you next month, everyone. Thanks so much for coming on and take care. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong.